the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the chief themes of the biblical narrative is how we, the human race, are wandering and looking for a home. How we are looking for a home, how we are looking for um, restoration, looking for home and the things that that home represents in our minds. Things like love uh, and relationships and security uh, and meaning. Uh, as, as you look at that sweep uh, of the biblical narrative, we, we see, uh, beginning with the fall and the expulsion from the garden of Adam and Eve, how they begin to um, find themselves uh, in a strange land and how they attempt to recreate uh, and to carve out an existence to find those things uh, that they long for, that sense of being home, that sense of being grounded, uh, those things which we desire, the love, the relationships, the security, um, the meaning. And as as we follow through with the... And you don't have to worry, I'm not going to try to do the Bible um, uh, this morning uh, in its entirety, but sort of to touch on a a few things uh, in all of that, we see Abram and Sarai as they are called out uh, of their home and as they are taken um, to create another, as we hear the story of Isaac and Jacob and Esau. Uh, and Jacob traveling uh, and spending 20 years with his father-in-law Laban before he returns home. And in coming home, uh, the struggling and the wrestling uh, with God and with himself, that's a part of his traveling home again. And as you remember, he wrestles uh, with the angel, with the messenger from God, and he comes home um, limping, um, but perhaps for the first time uh, at peace perhaps for the first time, um, closer to whole. Uh, Of course, Moses uh, and the people of Israel, and they're wandering um, in the wilderness uh, for 40 years. Joshua uh, and the entrance into the promised land. And all the times, as uh, the Old Testament continues, all the times of exile um, that the people of Israel long um, for their return home. One of the jobs that I had while I was in seminary is a very important job. Um, I circled people's numbers uh, at breakfast when they would come in for breakfast, and I, I got free breakfast, and um, that was, when you're in seminary, that's a plus. Um, any free meal uh, is a plus, and I got breakfast, and I circled the numbers as the people came in, uh, and one of the professors of New Testament uh, had been a professor, and at that point was sort of semi-retired, was an adjunct professor, uh, Reginald Fuller came Came in one morning and uh, so I looked at him expectantly and he said, by the waters of Babylon, I sat down and wept. Uh, And uh, I was supposed to know that that was Psalm 137. Um, That was before cell phones and Google, so I couldn't look it up real quick and I I couldn't remember. But let me read you a portion of that Psalm 137 that, that describes some of what I'm attempting to describe right now. And The psalmist writes these words, By the rivers of Babylon we sat down and wept when we remembered Zion. There on the poplars we hung our harps. For there our captors asked us for songs. Our tormentors demanded songs of joy. They said, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a foreign land? If I forget you, Jerusalem, may my right hand forget its skill. May my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth. 
If I do not remember you, if I do not consider Jerusalem um, my highest joy, that uh, which carries throughout the, the sweep of the Old Testament, this, this feeling of being disconnected, this desire um, for homecoming, this desire to be rooted and grounded um, again in a way um, that they had before but now is, is lost. And of course, to some degree, uh, we, we tend to imagine back um, into time uh, things being different um, than they were. I was talking with my son at one point, and I said, you just need to remember the good old days weren't. Um, you know, we all sort of think about um, the good old days, but there is a certain amount of um, engineering that we do um, to our memories, and, and we project that onto the past. Uh, but I, I share all of this because it brings us um, to the New Testament. It brings us to these two amazing lessons which we read this morning, that portion from the 14th chapter of John's Gospel and from the 21st chapter of the book of Revelation. And an important framework for us to think about, we, we see through this biblical narrative this longing um, for home, this searching uh, of the people of God, and not just to the people of God, but I think it's very much something which is a part of yours and my lives as well. We all uh, are in many ways searching. Uh, we all are in many ways um, longing. We all desire to create um, that place where we might experience relationships, where we might experience peace and security and find uh, meaning for our lives. We are so often afflicted by that uh, wonderful word, Anway, um, this, this sense of uh, disconnect um, in our lives. And, and to into all of this, we see God um, stepping into all of this uh, in himself, in the person of Jesus Christ. And of course, uh, you likely remember the beginning of the 14th chapter of John's gospel. Jesus um, tells his followers, uh, don't worry. Um, don't be afraid. I'm going before you to prepare a place for you, that where I am, uh, you may also be. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I go and I prepare a place for you. In essence, Jesus says, don't worry. Um, trust me. Uh, in a little while, you'll see me no longer, but it's it's for your good. It's for your well-being because I go before you to prepare a place for you. Uh, and, and of course, um, uh, Jesus' followers are just like you and me. Jesus says, don't worry, trust me. And what do they do? Um, they panic. Um, when anyone says, don't trust me, don't worry, it's going to be um, okay. Of course, immediately they begin to worry and they begin to become anxious. And of course, you remember they say, uh, we don't know where you're going. How can we begin to know the way? And Jesus is saying, I am the way, um, I am the truth, I am the life. And he goes on to say, I will not leave you as orphans. I will not leave you desolate. I will not leave you homeless. I will not leave you as orphans, but I will send to you another counselor, another helper, um, the Holy Spirit. And we read just a moment ago from that portion in John's Gospel where Jesus promises to leave us the Holy Spirit, promises to leave us this helper, promises um, to leave us himself. Um, that God will continue to be present with us, that, that in him and in relationship with him, we may finally find what we've been longing for and looking for and chasing after in our lives. We will finally find and know that which we have attempted to create on our own. Uh, and obviously, in all of our attempts to create this on our own, uh, we haven't experienced success. 
Um, but we hear um, that this will be successful. Why? Because Jesus himself will prepare it for us. It will be prepared for us by him. It will be given to us um, by him. And it, this is very resonant to me in my life. Uh, we moved often, uh, and uh, whether perception or whether reality, and of course, as I look back now, it's a lot more perception than reality. Um, I always felt this sense of uh, longing to be rooted, uh, longing to have a, a home and a place, longing um, to have a security. Uh, we moved here to Birmingham 15 years ago. Uh, that's hard for us to believe. And for my children now, um, this uh, is home. There's family around them. This is the place um, that they um, grew up in and that they've known. Um, Paula has said at one time that family can be overrated. Um, so we were living with family for the, for the first time, and it's, you know... <laughs> It's mostly good, uh, but there, but there are moments. But the sense of uh, of rudeness, I guess. But but yet, even despite all of that, it's it's not sufficient. Uh, it, it helps um, to a point. Uh, it's nice um, to a point, but there is that need um, for a more secure home uh, than this world. Uh, there is need for a more secure home than the things that we can construct uh, and hold on to on our own. And we have this amazing promise given to us by God that he will give us a secure place. Um, he will give us a home. And when we speaks about that home, yes, it's a home eternal in the heavens. And we, of course, in Revelation hear that amazing vision and that phenomenal imagery of a home in the kingdom of God, which God prepares for us, a place in which there is no temple. Why? Because God himself dwells there, because God himself is in the midst of that place. And he is um, the light which is produced in that place. He is the life which is there in that place. And we hear uh, seemingly a small detail that, that the gate uh, is open and does not close. Why? Uh, because there's ultimate security in that place. Because uh, in that time and in that place, God will have defeated um, all the powers of sin and death and wickedness. God will have um, taken away um, all which destroys. There will be um, that ultimate security. There will be um, that ultimate home for us. There will be that ultimate wholeness um, that all of us have longed for in our lives. It will ultimately and fully and finally, uh, and not just finally, but, but really actually be realized um, in that time and in that place, in the place that Jesus has gone before us to prepare for us. And has promised that if I go before you to prepare a place for you, I will come uh, and I will take you to myself. There is that whole ultimate hope which is given to you and to me um, that gives us um, a security. But what I'd like for us to hear also is the promise uh, that in the meantime, uh, because we live with that sure and secure hope which gives meaning to our lives, but we also live in the meantime. Uh, and we also uh, experience uh, the struggles of the human condition right now. We experience the anxieties uh, and the doubts. We experience um, our shortcomings and the shortcomings of others. We experience um, our sinful and in many ways bound human nature. All of this continues in the meantime. And into all of that, uh, there is the promise uh, that Jesus gives to us um, that he will actually make his home with us. 
um, that God as Father and Son and as Holy and Holy Spirit and the gift of the Holy Spirit will actually come and will make his home with us. And he says these words, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, um, neither let them um, be afraid. Um, we hear uh, of his faithfulness. We hear of the way in which he secures us. We hear the way in which he promises um, to us peace. Uh, I, uh, I don't know if any of y'all have ever read any of uh, Marilyn Robinson's novels. Uh, she wrote one uh, entitled Home. Uh, and they're, they're, it's kind of in some ways, uh, in thinking about it, it's, it's in some ways the telling of the story of the prodigal son, there is there are basically three main characters in the story. The Reverend Robert Bowden is the father, uh, and he is coming um, to the end of his life on earth. His days are drawing near, uh, and his daughter, Glory, returns home to care for her father, and, and, and she says to her embarrassment, um, she was the one that was available. Um, to her embarrassment, she was the one with nothing to hold her back uh, from coming home, and so she returns home um, to care for her father, and as the book unfolds, the prodigal brother, um, Jack, returns home um, to live there as well, uh, and uh, the three of them uh, live there in, in their home, and, and the grace of God sort of wonderfully is revealed as it works throughout all of this. But I, I, I share all this because there's a quote which I'd like to share with you now. And uh, it's uh, the father, Robert, talking with his son and with his daughter. Uh, and it's their recalling and retelling. All bread is the bread of heaven, her father used to say. It expresses the will of God to sustain us in the flesh, uh, in this life. Weary or bitter or bewildered as we may be, God is faithful. He lets us wander so we will know what it means to come home. Let me share that again. Uh, it expresses the will of God to sustain us in this flesh. Weary or bitter or bewildered as we may be, God is faithful. He lets us wander so we will know what it means um, to come home. What we hear um, in the gospel what we see in the person of Jesus Christ is God making the way home for you and for me. Through his cross and through his resurrection, um, he defeats all um, that binds us. Uh, he frees us from the powers of sin and death. He restores us in relationship with our Heavenly Father. He opens the way um, for us to come home. Uh, and also, um, he promises, uh, as we continue now, to be with us uh, with the power and the presence of his transcendent peace. Uh, the peace which he exemplified in his life, even in the midst of his suffering and death. This peace which Jesus exemplified, he promises to give to you and to me also as he comes and makes a home in us. And we see that through Jesus, um, by his death and by his resurrection, he absorbs in himself um, the malice of others. He absorbs in himself the sins of the world. Uh, and he introduces um, that messianic peace that it might dwell in our hearts uh, and in our lives, that it might secure us, that it might enable us to be at home with him, um, even as we in so many ways wander uh, in this life and in this time. What I pray that um, you and I will hear this morning is the amazing promise of God 
that he has gone before us to prepare a place for us, that there is uh, and there will be uh, a new heaven and a new earth. Uh, And that in the meantime, as you and I walk now by faith, um, the assurance that he will be with us and make his home with us, with the gift of his transcendent peace, that Holy Spirit, that helper, that advocate given to you and to me in this life, that we might know the strength Um, the meaning, um, the security uh, of the fact that he has come to make his home within us. And as we hear that, let us pray. Heavenly Father, you know the many ways we we long and we wander in this life, our our various efforts to create a place of security and peace and meaning. We thank you, most gracious God, that in uh, the gift of Jesus, your Son, you have overcome the powers of sin and death. You've opened the way to you, most gracious God. And pray that you would, for all of us gathered here, as you know our various wanderings, as you know our struggles and trials, that you would, in fact, pour out uh, in our hearts and our minds that you would teach us through the presence of your Holy Spirit that we might find our hope and peace and security in you. And this we ask in your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.